0: Yeah, I think we're going to have all different takes on this. But all right, I'll start the intro right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me again is Will and Bruce. Hey, everybody.
1: Tom, when you go into announcer voice, it gives me the, sh- the shivers.
0: Hush. I thought you were oh, going to nope. say it
2: gives you the shits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been drinking, by the way, just just what? so you guys know. Well,
1: I wish is, uh, I had been drinking for this one. I really do.
0: It's a dark one but yeah for uh, those of you curious, we're talking about a movie that ha- just had its 40th anniversary from 1981 from director Brian De Palma. It's blowout. one of those movies that has been re- rec- a lot has a lot of critics have said this is his best movie but notoriously this was one of the biggest flops of 1981. So uh, guys, I'm guessing I'm the only one who'd seen this prior to this. That is correct
1: i didn't even know this was a movie so no when i finally like watched it i realized i'd seen it i don't know when i don't know where but i was like oh oh yeah oh oh yeah that's why i've always found john lithgow creepy oh okay i probably saw this when i was in you know it would have hit tv about four years after in an edited version by the way because i did not remember all the boobies but um uh, yeah, this would have hit TV in an edited version like four years later. So I would have been like 12 or 13.
0: Yeah, this was one that I think like it got a cult following every years. So I think partially because with all the Palma films, like once they hit the video, everyone, if they didn't see it in theaters, they rented it because it's just, you know, they all, it, the Palma's movies always seem to have followings afterwards.
1: I am pretty sure I saw a sanitized version and they probably, if they were going to broadcast it anywhere, they would have broadcast it in the Northeast just because it's so Philly centric. I don't know. Uh, but yes, I, I did
0: realize I had
1: seen it before.
0: Good, good. So, well, you're, this was your first time. Cause I'd seen this God 20 years ago.
2: Yeah. This was the first time I ever saw it. I like, I didn't even know this movie existed. I mean, where else in the world are you going to see John Lithgow, um, <laughs> John Travolta and, the girl from Robocop in a film with Robert Redford. I mean, <laughs> this movie is really weird. Well, I mean, it's not
0: Robert Redford, but it's the guy who looks very similar. Oh, okay. I, I I didn't look up who. It was. No,
1: they were totally going for all the President's Men. Robert Redford, except except. Peter
2: Boyden, oh apparently the chef boyardee of Robert Redford impersonators. Um, I mean, Dennis France is in this. I mean, well, he's
1: splendid. He's 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 so, so splendidly.
2: And Nancy Allen is the girl from RoboCop. Just so everyone she's knows, she's
1: so bad.
2: Yeah, she's um, so I actually okay. Bad. I will completely just say I thought her performance was entertaining as hell.
1: Yeah, uh, I really she, liked her entertaining because I've known God.
2: people who talk like that. Oh God. yeah like you think it's a fake performance no that was a 100 percent genuine performance for that type of character because i've met people who talk in that exact same tone of voice they modulate their 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 uh words exactly the same way and the hair is spot on the hair is spot on for the 80s
0: yeah uh you should point out she is in a lot of department's films around the time because they were married so he intended to put her in movies where he killed her which is kind of messed up like in Carrie, she's the one that – her and Travolta are the two that Carrie flips the truck that they're in. So it's like, – <laughs> yeah, so it, they were both in Carrie, and notoriously, if you guys know anything about De Palma, he was doing the – cat. him and George Lucas are very good friends. So when Lucas was casting for Star Wars, De Palma was casting for Carrie. They, they decided to use the same office, so they all – everybody auditioned for both, so Travolta and Nancy uh, Allen, both uh, were up for like I think he was up for Luke Skywalker. She was up for Princess Leia, and same thing. Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher both up for. Uh, oh
1: God, get a time machine right now! I've got to see Vinnie Barberino as Luke Skywalker.
0: The, I mean, <laughs> there. Are, I mean, if you look at who all auditioned for both movies, it's kind. Con- it's like a who's who, of, like who almost. Hey, is
2: going to Tashi Station to get some power converters here. Oh
0: but yeah, God. so. Uh,
1: oh my God. <laughs>
0: So yeah, De uh, De Palma loved working with Travolta on this one, and he'd been trying to get him for a few other films. And yeah, we should point at 1981. Travolta is a huge star. He's done *Saturday Night Fever*, where he got an Oscar nomination, big hit. *Grease* was a mega hit, and he did *Urban Cowboy* a few months prior to this. So he's done like three big, huge movies in a row. And so this is his first big film that's not like a dance, that doesn't have anything to do with dancing. So it's. An interesting twist for him, if you and if you count Carrie as well. So he's been building this, you know, rising star. And De Palma's been making a lot of wild movies since Carrie, like he, Body Double. Well, actually, Body Double comes after this, but Dress to Kill, The Fury. It's, it's a really like messed up, you know, stre- streak he's doing of like dark, dark film. So, and then this is his first, I would call that he's really not aping Hitchcock, he's aping other people. But there's a Hitchcock theme to his almost oh, yeah. all of his films.
1: Well, I mean, this film looks great.
0: Uh, I'll say that right now, because
1: I think I have otherwise a starkly different different take. But I'll, I'll, I'll throw out my my three big positive observations. It looks good. I mean, the film work is just great. Well, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look, well, it's, it's very good. I wouldn't say it's great.
2: Oh, no, but so I have there... a commentary on the look. So the look oh, okay. is grimy as fuck. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but everything is, sh- but everything is through that filter, and it is. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is it's a deliberate stylistic choice. It is not that they couldn't produce film without quite as much grunge.
1: No, no, Philly just looked that way at the
2: time. Oh God, because man, I was like, that's anyway.
1: literally what Philly looked like. Uh, okay, looked well straight, then, man. then it was shot great because it looked awful. Yeah, it looked. It, it was an awful town and looked awful. Yes. Yeah. In the 80s, Philly was awful and looked awful. Yeah. yeah if I had to say
0: Rocky came up four you know about 5 years earlier and Rocky made it look pretty rough. This film actually I think made parts of Philly look a lot better. Yeah. But it's and uh you know I would wish he means... the the cinematographer uh Vilmos Zsigmond he did close encounters a couple years earlier so it's like he's one of those guys who can do incredibly complex films but then he can do these really dark tight films too which i think another factor he had such a fantastic cinematographer in this film
1: but like it it looks good i will just say the film looks good um the sound work and clearly they had to because it's a film about sound work is good in terms of like the sounds the soundtrack is kind of a disappointment for me i understand it's not for everybody but the sound work is good um and you know in general you know the action sequences are okay but like um Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. I could not possibly, for a moment, take anything in this film seriously. Uh, it is the silliest fucking movie.
2: I will I will agree with you up to a point. I will agree with you up to a point. There is, a, I, I will say this. The back half of this film really starts to fall down real hard. The blue screen is god-awful. Oh, you Um, mean when driving? Yeah. Oh, the drive. Oh, he's driving. Fireworks. Fireworks. It all looks. I mean, the blue screen. Whenever there is blue screen in this film, and there's not that much of it, but when it's there, it's terrible. It's so bad. And then um, (laughs) the ending. Well, I'll I'll get to the ending. So let's talk about the stuff that I liked, which is. this movie is kind of silly, but it doesn't really start going off the rails until about halfway through the film. So, the opening bits are fine, like the 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 complete pornographic emphasis on sound equipment and movie. Oh yeah. yeah and just they love it. Machines clicking back and forth and there's a wand that's very phallic and there's just things sliding back and forth and tape is spinning and it's it's incredibly suggestive in so many ways and it's oh, uh, it Brian is, it's, and
1: Nancy fucked to this. They fucked to yeah, the it, footage.
2: You it know. is it is it is pornography for sound equipment. Um, yes. and movie equipment in general, but mostly sound equipment because you can see the way he lovingly caresses the tape player as he's endlessly back and forth with the with the crash sound. <laughs> I mean it's and he's in, a, he's in a seedy hotel doing it too So, you know, I mean, it's perfect um,
1: <laughs> No, it's absolutely porn You're I guess right.
2: I guess we should subscribe the plot real quick So the plot is basically it's Sound guy records a bunch of stuff A bunch of people die And John Lithgow kills everybody for no reason um,
1: well, so okay. I think it's out of a thorough Going sense of tidiness Okay, because no, they, this dude went fast way fast Fucking
2: over the top This guy oh, was yeah, he way went way over is the
0: he a, is top OCD yeah, let's bring him – is he a serial killer or is he some CIA agent gone rogue? Oh, he's That's definitely like, not a
2: CIA What's the difference?
1: There's yeah. no difference.
2: He's definitely not a CIA agent at the time because he's working for this – paul like this politician guy is a no is a nothing no
1: no he's working for the white house this is all water well
0: they never say that that's well the they, they reference
2: that Bruder film i mean they absolutely
0: right. reference this this
1: is, film in this, he, this is water without the balls to be water like he or just being ambiguous like he is okay i will say this it does play very close to um and i think that's what ebert said at the time like you really unfold it with the character like it's an honest film in that regard. You unfold it as the character unfolds it, and ambiguity remains. You don't really know who all was in on it. Like, do you know if the reporter tipped him off? Probably not, because he looked petulant when he got the b- busy signal, and the the, the wiretap may have been sufficient. But on the other hand, how the reporter find him? Like, there's all sorts of like, was the reporter in on it on a different level to feel out what he had,
2: or was the reporter being played? to get yeah. to the thing. I yeah, mean, there's, exactly. there's a number of levels here that work, but, uh, John Lithgow is creepy as hell. Like, yeah. and, but it, the problem is it starts to spiral into cartoonishness. <laughs> so the point where I sort of went, Hey, wait a minute for the first time was, so he's got this audio recording. 100% believable. Everything around that and up to that point is fine. And then he realizes, oh, this guy's selling photos. So he goes and buys a magazine that has the photos in it, right? And then, painstakingly cutting out the photos from this glossy magazine, he puts together a crude, animated version of the, the you know, the, the, okay. fat, the fat guy strangler video here. Um, and <laughs> so... <laughs> There's like 15 seconds of footage, maybe even 20. I didn't count it, but in order to get that high of fidelity, as remember, this is this is 24 frames a second to get film of that fidelity, right? How many pictures were in that magazine that he bought? Because it couldn't and have been more than 48. Is,
1: and if the muzzle flash is visible, then it's visible in a shot, and
2: in, it's yeah, visible yeah. in like one frame.
0: In, so the, well, his... like,
1: "What's that in that case?" And it's in a magazine. Anybody could go look.
0: Anyway, yeah, no. Well, I, I will argue though. In that case, this is. I mean, it, we're still talking kind of movie logic, but at the same time, is it's. He points out many times this is not clear enough. What he's got is basically, you know, what, I mean, he's the sounds <laughs> what he has. You know, with the footage he he he's been trying. Sure, to work sure. It. He it's knows not, the footage is kind enough. of
2: bad, but still, like even. The unbelievability of his animation. Like, first of all, this crap movie studio has an animation department, okay? Where, where they actually have the equipment to make animation. I 100% oh, well, believe that that's. Hang the thing. on,
1: hang on, hang on. I'm just going to defend the 1980s um, TNA genre here. Um, they were actually Porky's is got some weird stuff in it. They had effects. They did have effects. Go yeah, watch. You, no, you don't, watch don't watch Porky's. No one needs to watch. No, Porky's, no, no. no. I'm not
2: going to go watch Porky's. But what I'm saying is. That they had it in-house is sort of unbelievable. Like, well, why wouldn't I'm they just sure. contract that out to somebody else? Like, unless yeah. unless it's one of those things where it's like actually four companies share the same space and yeah. they always work together, kind of thing.
1: Well, they made like seven movies in five years, so yeah. I mean, they and they made schlock.
2: And honestly, I did not expect to see that many boobs. I was sort of <laughs> pleasantly surprised, I guess.
0: But you got to remember, in 1978 through 81, this is that period where all all the Flasher films got to have one girl run around topless. So, yeah, and these okay. are oh, they had small... like seven, so it was fine. I
2: mean, yeah, there was well, a lot was, of boobs, like way more boobs than I thought there was going to be.
1: I am so upset. I went to the IMDP page for Bordello of Blood, and uh, D- Terry's not on it. Like they really should. He claims credit for the sound on Bordello of Blood. He when does. They finally, got
2: around to making it. They should have given him, him the. To be so fair, it was book. terrible and. Don't go watch that film.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think that Bordello of Blood was intended to be good in the reference here.
2: Yeah, but it's not even a good bad movie. <laughs> like, it's not even a good bad movie. Like, yeah. there's, you know what Dennis I mean. Dennis
1: Miller gets killed. That's something.
2: Dennis Miller does get killed, and that is something. Uh, moving right along. Um, so, so at that point, I was like, okay, I will accept this as movie logic and move on. But then it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Like, suddenly John Lithgow, for no explained reason, has a Garot in his watch. Um, And he just. And he's he's basically Krumbopolis Michael. He's just like, boy, oh, here I go killing again. And like he kills like 17 people for no reason. And you know he's enjoying it because when he kills that poor hooker in the bathroom, I mean. There was no reason to kill that hooker in the bathroom. There was okay, literally no reason to kill the hooker in the bathroom. But if you're gonna
1: go get assassins for the CIA, I think that recruiting from serial killers is your
0: primary ground. Dude,
1: like, killed that hooker in was. the
2: bathroom for no reason because he was well, gonna no, do that, another kill like 20 minutes later, which well, he that's did. the point
0: he's trying to establish. If if his logic is right, because he says it on the phone, I'm going to I'm going to hide this murder as part of a serial killer. Sure, but he killed right.
2: three other people before this. They talked about it on the papers. Like we only see three murders on screen. From this guy, but he obviously kills a bunch more people and does he's terrible killing,
1: things to them. He's killing <laughs> lots and lots of people for the. Um, it's fine, so. but like,
2: so he is dressed up as this guy that he's gonna fool mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Katie with, right? And and then he's gonna kill her, and it's all gonna be wrapped up neat and tidy. So he was yes, just bored. He was just Sally, whatever. He was just bored at the fucking train station. Is like, well.
1: Might as well kill a hooker. Might as well kill a hooker.
2: Know. I mean, <laughs> like, that was his thought yeah, no, process. It, it, it she didn't meet the mo. Too. She didn't meet the mo. She did not meet the mo. She. That's
0: not the only thing she met was that her just hair. Her, just her hair, her hair. But hey, you it's in a bathroom the at the file.
2: it's in a bathroom at the fucking subway at the train station, right? Which I mean, on the same day. So all of a sudden. You know, he's just going to have two bodies for no reason. Like, there was no reason for this body is what I'm saying. He just did it to murder this girl and also to show apparently a sailor in a stereotypical sailor outfit, no less, getting an illicit blowjob in the fucking phone booth.
1: That's Philly.
2: <laughs> I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I, I think Bruce is there. That's Philly. That's just how she. guess. That was
1: – I don't think he actually cast that. That was an uncredited role. He just found Hooker in, in – in you know, they were there <laughs> like, and they just filmed. Hey,
2: yeah, it's like, all right, we're just filming it. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Do you want to be in a murder scene? She's like, yeah, whatever. You got 50 bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, this guy was there with the money saying, come on, be in yeah. the
0: movie. Be in the yeah. movie. Yeah, they, they just filmed the interview. That's, yeah, you know, another film, is kind of, another film is referencing sort of his taxi driver because, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically constantly like – prostitutes everywhere you know having you know john's in any possible situation so you know that's
1: I think it was a good time the late 70s early 80s you know you could get some play it was
0: before aids well
1: actually at the time they probably are spreading it but you know yeah, they didn't but
0: know that's, they didn't. But know. that's the point it's like it's a very shady time for and cops don't care about anything i think that's the one thing that you know the cops oh don't yeah. really uh, him, crash uh, through.
2: I, I will say that the um the whole bit about, oh, I put the battery in wrong, it's burning the dude. That was actually a fairly poignant moment that's ruined by the goofy electronics. Like,
1: well, he healthy.
2: rushes into the bathroom. Like, okay, first of all, that dude got hung real fucking fast by a very oh, yeah. very strong person because dude was in the bathroom. Two minutes past. Dude's out of the bathroom. Dude walks in and sees it. Holy
0: crap! That dude was that well. Dude I think they figured it out because like you know, the, the guy one of them's a cop, so he must figure out he's wearing a wire. So yeah,
2: an absolute. And I will say this. Well, of course he was wearing. I mean, they were showing it. that It was displays like, ah, oh, you're
0: wearing a wire. You
2: know, kill it. Yeah, but yeah. John Travolta's "I'm upset that someone died." Face is fucking terrible.
0: Oh, so I think the way is
2: right.
1: bad in this whole thing. He's just basically petulant. There are two times I like him, and they're fleeting. The first is when he's just casually wandering through a hospital in the lower half scrubs smoking a Smoking cigarette. a cigarette. Because that is hey, 1970s baby. Philly. That's Philly okay you just walked around with cigarette dangling out of your well that's place. the 80s man there was no yeah. smoking section. so that was when i liked him and i like him at the very end when he's like yeah, fuck it i'll use the scream and he's using the scream and like if he had just not pussed out at the end and just been sitting there smoking in the theater like yeah i used the fucking scream what are you gonna do about it audience then i would have liked him but no he pusses out in the end <sighs> he's he's he is
2: much more likable in the first half of the film than he is the he second half He had the balls the to
1: use the screen but couldn't carry it through. How weak is that? Yeah. See, I
0: think the last shot where he's basically like, oh, God, I got – I mean, it's guilt, but he also like, I did get the perfect – he's he's like, I have the perfect screen. You know, the only way he can keep – it's his only way to you know, mem- memorize okay, it. He's, but, he'll but use that screen forever.
1: Or, or they should just cut to him in the cell waking up because motherfucker ran down a fucking
0: parade in a
1: Jeep. And then he hops out and runs away. You go to jail for that. You do not go back to your job and record your screen. Well,
2: apparently you do. And I'll tell you why. Because it was 1981. Nobody had a cell phone. Nobody was recording this shit. His fucking
1: license plate. He didn't have
2: a license plate on that thing. Did you notice? It's Philly, man. There was no license plate on that Jeep. <laughs> there was no license plate on the Jeep. They were just like, "Yep, somebody's on crack," and just sort of let him go because
1: <laughs> he was hey, a white guy, hey, and it was fine. Crack. <laughs> but no, the um, cops being super corrupt is totally a thing. Um, I didn't know Philly had a commission at the time, but like, just go watch Serpico and like the the work of the anti crime, you know, anti police corruption commission in New York, and that is absolutely mirrored there. And it, like, there's no real way to explain just how bad it was. It's, it's, it, it rose to the level of 1990s Atlanta, a sheriff elect got shot bad, like, except it was everywhere, not just one sheriff's office.
0: Yeah. And see, that's the other thing I think about this film. It's such a great, you know, time capsule of a specific time period. I mean, so they're making this film late 80s. So this is right as <clears throat> Reagan's about to be elected. No, late,
2: late 70s. It was certainly not late
0: 80s. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I meant late 1980s. Sorry. they're making it No, late oh late 1980, like the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're making it right as Reagan's about to be elected, and you've got all this conspiracy stuff. And we should point this film basically in deal referencing JFK, uh, Bobby Kennedy, and Ted Kennedy all in one moment. So we got you know the uh, Chappaquiddick at, you know incident. We've got Bobby Kennedy being assassinated right as he's you know getting a, a presidential nomination, and we got JFK in a mysterious oh, yeah. like, where where did where was the gunshot coming from? You know uh, it's all in this one deal and. I like the fact he constantly keeps saying I don't want him to think I'm a crazy conspiracy guy but that's you know this is all just that time period where everyone's starting to question the you know the JFK you know conspiracy and it's oh, yeah, no, this I mean, film yeah
1: there's so much good there like the film fits all these themes it's just so bloody cheesy and ham-fisted and silly like if this film were like more subtle I would like it but it is not subtle it is about as subtle as like yeah and it's just goofy. Well, it starts it's, out kind of subtle, I, and then it kind of... I to kinda... make a drinking game out of this film.
0: Yeah, let me ask you guys. How many Brian De Palma movies have you guys seen? I mean, some number of... I, I never refer to them name as Brian some. De Palma movies.
1: Yeah, name some.
0: Okay, so Untouchables, Scarface. Mission okay, Untouchables
1: Impossible. had the bad soundtrack problem. Okay, yeah. yes.
0: Uh, Mission Impossible, uh, no. Care- uh, yeah, I've seen some of these. Stress, Scarface stress, is a know. drinking
1: game. Scarface should be a drinking game. I mean, uh, it Bruce, is.
0: Your your personal favorite, uh, Bonfire of the Vanities.
1: That film is so bad. Oh God, yeah, it and, is so bad. But we should bad. point
0: out this is, the, right as this we're recording this. the AMC has a podcast series out right now about the making of Bonfire of the Vanities, one of the most notoriously bad films ever made. You know, which almost killed Tom Hanks's career. So, uh, oh God, damn it. Yeah. I mean so, he also did Carlito's uh, Way. He did Carlito's Way. Yes, he yeah. did. He did Mission to Mars. I I know He's just...
1: a little over the top, that's his thing. But
0: yeah. I Snake Eyes, mean... which is I consider one of the dumbest endings ever. If you think if you hate some of his endings, watch Snake Eyes, that has like Oh, it's a character. Nicolas
2: Cage film, of course. We have to yeah. see it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh the point being is like De Palma makes will occasionally make a great movie and then a horrible movie. A great movie and then a horrible movie. Like after he does this, he does Scarface and after that he does Body Double, which is one of the if you think this movie's crazy, watch Body Double. It's no, just... I've
1: seen that one, and I don't like it either, but that's yeah, I, okay. Yeah, well, I like this think... one more. I like yeah. this one more.
0: Well, in Body Double, a girl get with gets killed with a gigantic drill in her back. Yeah, like I've a, seen that. A 12, like a, a two-foot-long drill. Oh, so back. it's
2: just Tetsuo the Iron Man. All right, I get you. Yeah,
1: um, it, it, It's not phallic
2: at all. No, not at all. So here's the thing. So this is clearly a 1980s crime drama because there has to be an attempted rape in it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that whole, and that's in a completely unnecessary scene too. Like, there's no reason for that at all, other than is a, I guess an excuse for her to get the film. But she could have just yeah. clubbed him and you know not bothered. I think
0: she killed him too. They don't really clarify. He's yeah, dead, it's, right?
2: yeah. No one clarifies that he's. I think because isn't he watching the film or something later on? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Lithgow could come by and clean that up. Yeah,
2: Lithgow probably true. came by and choked him to death, being like, "Oh well, my work's easy." And just
1: yeah. <laughs> now what? What's a little thing that I will say is like literally within like two years of this, it's like, oh yeah, CIA guys going rogue and murdering everybody. Like, fucking Oliver North is setting up shop in the basement as this film is hitting the screens, okay? <laughs> Just put that down there. Ollie North is running his own little show uh, out of a basement, selling the, selling the crack in the streets. Uh, yeah, it's it's what's going on.
0: Yeah, and so that's, it's nothing it's so weird that it kind of foreshadows a bunch of stuff that comes out later about, you know, the government and, you know, black ops stuff. Now, but I still got to go back to how great uh, Lithgow is because you don't even see his face for a good percentage of the film until you finally get like those shots. He's got such a dead stare. The Even when he's trying to act like he's got emotions to fake people, yeah. it's such I mean, dead, dead eyes.
1: That's what he looked like in Harry and the Hendersons, too.
2: I liked him in Harry and the Hendersons. He was just trying to emulate the puppet, though.
0: But and we should play, most most people when bringing John Lithgow they think of like you know Third Rock from the Sun or some of his more crazier comedy stuff or
2: or you know uh, Buckaroo Banzai or uh, what's the the TV show Third Rock from the Sun
0: wasn't he uh, yeah. also a killer in the Stepfather though didn't he do that one No 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 character? but he's in uh, That's the other guy That's the other guy Yeah in Dexter he is the uh, the trendy serial killer in the fourth season and that he's there we go. It's, it's very similar character so you know just this and what I like also is <clears throat> The guy he talks to, you know, whoever is his, you know, it's probably the white YS operative. It could be some other guy, but he's like, "We did not agree to this. This is this was your idea. I know. I decided to go with it anyway." And you realize, oh, he's completely doing this himself. So the question is, is he full serial killer, or is he just thinks that this whole plan is going to work? I'm pretty sure okay. he's... Again, he murders why a hooker both? for no
2: reason. Probably because she just happened to wander onto the set that day. Yeah,
0: I, I think and... he's a pure on serial killer at this point. So, I was Legitimately,
1: like... why not both? I think legitimately he's both.
2: Yeah. Also, I want to know how they realized that, oh, the stabbings are in the shape of the Liberty Bell. Look, it's a stabbing. You, you're not going to get that precise with no, the fucking no, it ice was pick. No,
1: no, it was ice picks. So you're going to go chop, chop, chop. He's, yeah. So he's playing Mumble Peg.
2: M- Mumble or... Peg. Yeah the world's most dangerous game um
0: well, yeah but i mean well there's also the period of time where you've got the zo- zodiac killer uh,
2: no no i get what they were going for but it just it's it's kind of ridiculous to me that yeah. oh it was stabbed in the shape of a liberty bell <laughs> like what
1: no one what? wins the dairy challenge
2: yeah no one wins the dairy challenge um god that is still one of the best sequences um and then the cartoonishness at the end where he's got the thing in and he's Chasing her down and
0: uh, I'm mean, whole... is great. He can even, even in like subway he's here. I mean, I will art. My only art complaint is like, there's no way he'd be able to constantly keep, keep the ear of her. that
1: that, that was any good at all oh it was so bad like his plan rather than i'll just go with you to meet him since i know him and can can, can confirm his identity and and everything could even wire her up no problem it just sits in his pocket he could see look i'm recording this openly motherfucker don't bust us you know he could have done anything kept her in sight anything yeah his plan is terrible stupid plan is terrible and then she is dumb as a bag of hammers and then the well, whole. then they chase established is...
2: she wasn't very smart like that that's Fair a enough. character trait that was established so yes, yes she is in fact so, dumber than a bag of hammers
1: so implausible chase running mm-hmm. down the thing no you know somebody shoots him they would have shot you dead in philly if you run down the parade hell they'll shoot you dead in philly if you steal a cheesesteak i mean for fuck's sake none of that makes sense and then it all ends up in like you know, instead of just quickly killing like he's done every time before, he's looking for the right view of the fireworks or some shit. And then, of yeah. course, there's the scream and he sees and, the, and he has enough time to get all the way the fuck up there. Like he's slow as well, shit this time. I mean,
0: she's dead. He doesn't get there in time. He, right, he but no, he's still
1: doing the stabbings. Like yeah. it's still Yeah, like, well Lithgow's he's...
2: putting the Liberty Bell touches on. He's gotta be very like, precise.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that's true. That maybe takes a minute. But like it's yeah. so stupid. Also, it was so
2: it was such a shame that um John Travolta burst all of John Lithgow's ketchup packets um in that scene. It's just I mean, it's a tragedy. I don't think he was trying to, but all of his ketchup packets burst, you could tell. They the did, blood is did. the blood effect is fucking then, terrible like, is
1: the fireworks meant to be like the flying away bird and blade runner it, it doesn't work
2: yeah this is before blade runner so he was clearly a so a, scott a scott replicant still, the it, whole time
0: yeah it's uh, like bradley scott basically ate this movie i mean that's <laughs> i
2: mean to some degree so you take john lindgauss I mean, performance and take rutger Hauer's performance and smash them together
1: it becomes more believable no it, yeah. it so, so, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that people think there's a big deal in this film. And again, I can, I can see like if you are, especially if you're like a big, like I'll go nerdy on this one. That's the deepest I'll go. Like if you're a film nerd and just seeing all this equipment being used lovingly gives you a, a stiffy, then this is your film. Everything else about this film is this is like a Rocky Horror drinking game film. Like do not even.
0: It is definitely a – what I call a B-thriller? I mean it's about – I don't movie. even
2: think it's a B-thriller. I've seen B-thrillers that hold up better in the ending. So what I will say is though I will disagree with Bruce. I don't think everything in this film is stupid. I think that the first part of the film holds up pretty well. It just yeah. really starts to fall down and the ending just makes it cartoonishly laughable. Um but, but I, if I you actually,
0: yeah, well, then you, you got to admit the part when he's recording the sounds is kind of neat how they use the camera shots, the editing. Oh, you
2: know, no, no, no. I'm going to say that those are some of the most interesting parts of the film is when he's
0: like good sequences.
2: Those are those are just excellent sequences. They're well shot they're, they're I mean, it is loving pornography towards equipment, but that's OK. This is the kind of film for that. And I mean, I will say this. I think that John Travolta's performance is very believable at the start. And it just starts to, again, everything in this film just falls down at the end because they try to make it an action. Like this should have been a real slow brooding mm-hmm. character sequence. It didn't, you know, kind of a thriller, but without – it didn't need a rousing action sequence.
0: What should yeah, I have exploitation toward the end. It gets really like – gets over- really exploited, exploited, which I guess they,
2: they paralleled at the beginning with the crappy exploitation movie with all yeah, the boobs. I, see, that's um, kind of
0: what, that's sort of what I think they, they were going for is they wanted – it almost becomes kind of like a mocking of those kind of films in a way yeah, got...
2: but they but they played it too straight they played it too straight i guess is really what i'm saying at the end they played it too straight like if it, if it was meant to like devolve into gonzoness and then at the end maybe it pulls back from john travolta's like cradling the slaughtered corpse of of sally and the camera pulls back and it's just john travolta telling his movie idea to the other guy and says and i got oh, the perfect scream so
1: good you see what yeah. i mean
2: that no, would have, I, made, I, I think, I that, that would have been a great, and then I would have been like, "Oh, it all makes sense because he's just bullshitting." You know, he's just bullshitting, and it would have been much more entertaining. But unfortunately, it's not. It's it's played too straight, at the, and especially like in the snow, listening
0: to the tape. Oh, now, good that God! Because kind of, how long has he? How long has this been going on since then? So it's like. Is it right, does no. Snow I mean, the I, next day? I mean,
1: We're, we're going to make snow because it was, it was yeah, no. No, um, that day they, it was they,
2: snowing, is what happens. Like, oh, it just yeah. happened to snow the day we're filming. Well, we can't no, afford no, to no, not no they met,
1: They're showing time. They're showing
2: time. Oh, but how yeah, much time? Like, so there's no way that a schlock months. movie producer is going to wait months to get the perfect screen. They're just oh, going to dub in right, whatever crap. Right. So this yeah. is clearly a period of time that is like a week or less. Maybe two weeks if you want to yeah. push well, it. Well, this
0: movie, I figure this movie takes place almost entirely over the course of five days. Yeah. And yeah, you know, so I suppose after she dies, it could be a surprise snowstorm. But I assume most of the time it's supposed to be, what? it's supposed to be in the in the uh, summer because we're talking like presidential nominations. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. Um, I, I can tell you when Liberty Bell Day is. When's Liberty Day? Hang on, I'll look it up.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, so the the winter shot I think is out of place temporally, but only, honestly, I don't care. Um, but I think look, I admit,
0: it looks good.
1: Liberty Day is July eighth
0: okay
2: right so there's no way this schlock felt like now now, if they had moved that sequence after the part where he gets the perfect scream it would have made more sense i'm not saying it would have been better i'm just saying it would have made more sense
0: yeah i could see like he just uh, he puts it in the movie then years you know months later he's still still listening to 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 it it it. might have been the liberty
1: loans parade that's in september but still, you don't get no snow in Philly until late November earliest
2: at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, there's no way a schlock movie is going to wait two that, that months to like get the perfect screen.
0: Unless they just, you know, and it points out, you know, he loses all of his, his sounds. I got, you know, sound guy, he's probably spent, that's three or five, that's probably years of recordings that all gets wiped out, you know, in one great magnet, you know. Uh, a, I, uh,
2: actually, I want to talk about that shot. I thought that was a really good shot. Like where it's just the the camera is circling and we're watching him do stuff and he's finding out that his tapes are all blank and all that. I liked that sequence.
1: I thought it was well done. And the way the place looks at the end, the destruction where he pulled everything off the shelves. Yeah. Uh, by the way, off-site backups, they're a thing. Never mind. Well, yeah, this is a schlock fair. movie guy. And, yeah, and honestly, that. your sound library – I mean you got to
2: remember this, this is a movie that could not take place at any other time than when it did. Because even in the mid-80s, you started getting digital music, digital yeah. sound um, no, but
1: you, for for film work, you would still have done analog because digital was crap at
2: that point. Right, but yeah, you were yeah. still, but you were starting to get digital. So yeah. having, you know, you were starting to train. You would start to train on that equipment because you're going to need to know it for for synth music. Yeah, I mean, the '80s was like, full of synthesizers, and you- somewhere around
1: movie '82, all the porn went to VHS, and the quality just plummets at that point. I mean, you want the really good stuff, you go to the full, you know, never mind yeah yeah wrong, well wrong movie. <laughs> wrong 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 yeah, discussion
0: we'll boogie nights oh god boogie nights
2: anyway Ooh, let's do that one
0: that's good, that's
2: good uh, so i have a funny story about that actually which i'll tell then so i'm not going to tell it now but yeah. getting circling back to john travolta here but yeah the slow-mo sequence where he where he kills so he kills john lithgow by bursting all his ketchup packets uh, <laughs> and john lithgow kills over and then we we focus in on sally's dead dead body it's, it's a tragedy. She's got a little ketchup under her chin. It's awful. Um, but then they they cut back to John Travolta's reaction shot, and it's in slow motion. And he's doing this thing where his lips blow out, and it just looks really cartoonish, and it's slow. So it's not like a quick one-and-done kind of thing. But he does it a no, couple no, I... times, and his lips just sort of flap open, and he looks very <laughs> cartoonish. And I'm like, this looks terrible. This was the best
0: shot you got.
1: It's I hit the plus awful. ten seconds jump, and he was still doing it.
0: I know it goes on forever. The, okay, so once again, that's a that's a De Palma thing. He will take like, I mean, if you've seen a lot of his films, they will always do some kind of bizarre slow mo reaction. I mean,
2: sure, and you know what? It sucks in those, and it sucks in this. I, that's
0: that's a De Palma thing.
2: De Palma so like, can go to hell. It's still bad. Yeah. Just because it's his thing
0: doesn't mean it's yeah, good. It's, it's like the like fucking Don, wet it's like, bandits. It's like John Woo doing, you know, doves as people stand next to each other behind a wall, But Yeah, but John Woo can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and... I...
2: Yeah, I think we're about done here.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's an interesting film if the topic interests you, if the the, seeing the, you know, circa 1980s equipment, because there was pretty good equipment, too. it wasn't dirty or crappy equipment. It was nice. Um, And seeing that is interesting to you or just sort of as a historical artifact of like De Palma's films or this time, like if you're me and you lived there, I was 10 years old. It was like I was there again. I could smell Philadelphia. So um, I give it a nerdy, but I don't give it anywhere near a good. Okay, uh, uh, Will, what's your take? Good, bad, or
2: nerdy? Oh, this is definitely a nerdy film. If you like the physical tactility of movie making, this movie is made for you specifically to watch. Yeah. I mean, this is right up there with um, what's another film that talks about it? Is it Super Eight, where Super they're constantly talking? Yeah, um, Super Eight. Uh, they're, they're that Robin Williams film that I can't remember, where it's with the photographs. One hour photo. Thank you. Uh, where if you want the, do you want to see someone manipulate? I mean, it's almost ASMR for film buffs. It's <laughs> it's super super nerdy. It, it's good. Like these sequences are good. Like I was interested. I don't care about sound design. I mean, I care about sound design, but I'm not a sound guy. I can't do that. But watching it was fascinating, and I actually learned a lot. I was like, well, if this is how it's actually done, that's interesting. It may not yeah. be. It may just be movieed up. But whatever. Yeah. It's just super. The, uh,
0: idea of watching him put the soundtrack on, ta- on 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 classic film is
2: and hanging up the, the and hanging up the bits to like save for later that's re- that was really fun i really liked um if so if you're a very tactile person who loves the art of movie making as it was not as it is this movie is for you if you like grungy 1980s set pieces this is a movie for you to watch. If you want to get drunk and laugh at some ridiculous nonsense, this is a movie you can watch. I'm not, I think this was an, I, I mean, I don't regret the $4 I spent to watch this. Same. Um, I I can't say that it's good because it isn't. It's not good. <laughs> it starts off kind of good. And then it kind of falls into a, into a ditch. Kind of like John that, Lithgow and that one lady. Um, yeah. But, oh boy. Here I go killing again. Um, so, I definitely have to give it the nerdy rating, and I can't give it higher than that. But, uh, you know, did I enjoy myself? Somewhat.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, like I said, it's a very dark film for me. I've always said it's a good film. Critics in the last few years have really called this his masterpiece, which, you know, depending on your take, if you've seen a lot of his films, they're all over the place. So, you know, some are unwatchable, like, or some of his more recent stuff is terrible. But then say a movie like Scarface has got, like, such a... Die-hard cult following as well. It's you see these different takes, but of, that movie's bad too. <laughs> yeah, but it's bad in a cult way. Like that's the kind of movie yeah. you can get
2: behind being bad because it's completely over. It's it's over the top for an over the top character, and that's okay. That's not what we're being sold here. We're being sold kind of a grungy crime thriller slash drama slash yeah. you know conspiracy drama. And you kind of get that, but then you kind of don't. It just devolves into cartoonish action at the end yeah. and gets dumb. Yeah. So
0: I, I'm, I, I think I'm leaning with you guys nerdy as well because, like I said, if you're a film, film buff, this is all cool stuff. If you're a De Palma fan, which he has a very def, uh, devoted fan base, this is the film you want to talk about because there's a lot of De Palma tropes in this film more than anything else. So, and Chipotle, you know, he uses, he works with Lickow several more times. You know, Raising Cain's like his most like where he plays like a good twin and evil twin film which is another crazy you know idea. So if you like I said I think this is qualifies as nerdy but folks if you have a different opinion please hit us up on our Facebook group Fans of Good Bad and Nerdy Movie Podcast also on Twitter good bad new movie uh nerd movie pod. Guys, thanks for doing this. I know we don't normally do dark bleak films or exploitation films but thanks for doing this. Yeah, we've never done an exploitation film on this no on this show. What? <laughs> uh,
2: Logan's Run, what? Um, hey, there. <laughs> just, there, well, weren't, there weren't nearly as many boobs in that. I'll tell you what.
0: That is true, and admittedly, uh, but also nowhere near as many uh, uh, monorails. That.
2: That's true. There were significantly fewer monorails I, in I, Philadelphia.
0: Uh, Bruce, thanks for also being the one to point out how much a Philly of Philly that is, because I think this is like the second greatest Philly movie ever made
1: yeah no um I'm, I'm still having flashbacks it's 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 very well done in that sense like i get the sense that he kind of loved his hometown
0: yeah i, I mean <laughs> i think there's more a love about philly than like rocky is so guys thanks for doing this and folks if you uh please check this film out if you do get a chance i mean this i own it because i found a bargain bin dvd of a year ago at walmart this film is easy to find it floats around everywhere uh and folks folks if you're gonna if you are gonna record lots and lots of sound effects lock it up in something that's magnet proof
1: clams. clams
0: clams oh yeah